Well, good morning, and welcome to our new series entitled Seasons. And um, it is a changing season. We're in that time of year. You know, it was kind of nice last night have, or today having a 25-hour day, right? Isn't that kind of nice? Um, I think we should maybe do that every day, right? Just give me an extra hour, and that would be great. But this is the time of year where the weather is changing, where we are very well aware of the seasons. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. And this is going to be kind of the heartbeat of our series that we're in. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. We, uh, there are all kinds of seasons of life. There are uh, times where things are great and wonderful and everything's clicking, everything seems simple, everything seems to come together, and then there's other seasons where it's not. And there's other times where it's difficult and it's hard and it's a grind. But there are seasons of life. And the scripture is not like, you know, kind of telling us something that we don't know, but it's giving us this reminder and this warning and kind of preparation for the reality of what our existence is going to be like. And what life is going to be like. There's ebbs and flows and there's seasons. And there's different times. It's interesting when you think about the weather. That you know like it comes up every single year. Like this time of year is like the schizophrenic time of year. Right? It's kind of you know you'll have one day where you're like it's summertime. It's shorts and t-shirts. Let's go outside. Let's enjoy it. And then like the next day it's completely snowing. Right? And that's the kind of uh, type of year we're in right now in Colorado. And then, you know, all of a sudden you'll just, you'll wake up one day and the leaves are gone and everything has changed. And it's, it's kind of like, you know it's coming, right? We've all experienced this um, multiple times. I've experienced it 37 times in my life, the change of the seasons. But every single time it's kind of like... Oh, man, it's cold outside all of a sudden. What is going on? It's like I couldn't even imagine that this would happen when it's November and all of a sudden it's cold. And so, but it, but it always happens like that. We always know that the season is coming. We know that there's change brewing. We know that the calendar is moving. But then when that moment comes, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And that's kind of how life is like. And the scripture gives us kind of this picture of, I'm, I'm telling you something that you know that there are seasons of life. There's a time and there's ups and downs and you need to be ready. You need to be prepared. I think the re- reality is, is we all know this, but there's people who are better prepared for the changing seasons than others. And I hope that we can fall into that category. And that's what we'll be talking about. People who are better prepared for the changing seasons. You know, I I have family in North Dakota and South Dakota. And I used to live in Florida. There's a significant difference between the changing of seasons in the northern part of the United States and in Florida. I remember I, when I lived in Florida for four years, I was like, the greatest job would be the weather forecaster. Because it was like this. It was like, all right, 
Uh, here's the temperature for the week. 82, 81, 83. Whoa, wild day. 80, 81, 82, and then 80. And it will rain at 3 o'clock in the afternoon every single day. All right, that's the, te- that's the weather forecast. See you next week. It's going to be the same exact thing. And I remember when I lived in Florida, it was so funny because, you know, I'm, I'm from Colorado and my family's from North and South Dakota and stuff like this. And we sh- we'd show up and I remember, it would, you know, if it dropped below 50 degrees, nobody would show up for church. It'd be like, we got to stay in and like get preparations ready. And like, like, it's below 50 degrees. Can you believe it? And people would like dress completely inappropriately for that kind of weather. Like 50 degrees, they'd be hoods and sweaters and shivering. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? What is going on? It's 50 degrees outside. It's not that big of a deal. And I remember they even told me about the school uh, rules. As they said, if it drops below 50, we have to call indoor recess. We can't put the kids in weather. 48 degrees? Are you kidding me? They'll catch a cold and get pneumonia and die. 48 degrees? We could never put kids through that kind of, a tor- that kind of torture. They weren't very well prepared for the changing seasons because they weren't used to it. And here, we're kind of used to it. It's always fun. This time of year, when you see the people that move from California and Texas, like during the summer, and they're like, oh, this Colorado weather, beautiful. I love it. And then all of a sudden, like, no, like October and November roll around, and they're like wearing shorts, and they're confused, and they don't know how to drive, and all of these things, because they're not prepared for the seasons. Now, in North and South Dakota, in farm country, uh, my cousin is a school teacher, and she told me that their rule is, Unless it's below zero, the kids are outside, and they're playing outside. Because those are farm kids, and they're in North and South Dakota kids, and they're, they're tough, and they're going to handle it. Now, here's, here's my statement that I want for our series. Are you ready? Okay. Be Northerners, not Southerners. Okay? Be, uh, uh, okay. All right. I, I, I don't want to pick on people from Florida and California and Texas or whatever. But as far as our spiritual life is concerned, I think that's what our goal is over the next four weeks, is to be northerners instead of southerners. Meaning, we are ready and prepared for the reality of the changing seasons in our spiritual life and in our personal life. We're ready and prepared for the reality that there's going to be changes, that there's going to be difficulty. There's going to be warm days. There's going to be cold days. And I need to be prepared. It's interesting how in the scripture, there's lots of talk about the seasons. And much of it was because they were living in kind of an agricultural society and world where the majority of people were farmers. And whatever they produced, that's what they ate. And it wasn't too long ago, even in our culture, in our world, where the majority of people were farmers. Now, if you're a farmer, you are prepared for the seasons, right? Are you kidding me? I mean, it is a life and death matter, isn't it? It is. I mean, in our modern world, we don't worry about it or think about it very much. You know, like if Walmart's out of like something, we get grumpy, okay? But like in, there was an era in human history, where if you didn't prepare correctly for the season, it could be something that your family and you could die, right? If you didn't prepare and store up and save up 
enough food for the cold winter, if you didn't get ready and get your shelter and things ready, you could die. And so the scripture talks about it a lot and people get it. But I think in our culture, sometimes it's hard for us to get it because we don't live in that world. We don't live in the world where it's really life or death preparing for the changing seasons. We don't live in that world anymore. And so sometimes we are unprepared. Sometimes we act like Southerners when it drops below 50 degrees. And we're unprepared for just the reality that life is sometimes a challenge. And so the scripture gives us so many different things that I want to look at. And I, I kind of want to want to have a couple of things in the back of our mind throughout this series to kind of help us understand. This is not a linear thing, even though we go week to week in this series. It's kind of one of those things that they all kind of go together in a way. You aren't exactly you may be in a season's, you know, a summer season, so to speak. And somebody else may be in a fall season or you may be in between. Sometimes these things are not necessarily perfectly linear. So in this whole series, it's kind of, you're going to, we're going to have to kind of piece it all together as we go throughout the four weeks. But today in particular, I'm going to talk about the season of fall. But let's go through kind of the seasons as kind of we look at it and we relate it to our spiritual lives. Fall is really one of those seasons where you, it's starting to change. It's not there yet. But summer is over and you noticeably can feel that that warmth and that time is coming to an end. It's kind of that season of transition. Winter is the season of cold, darkness, in the middle of like kind of the season sometimes you have to endure. Sometimes you feel alone and we're in our houses shut off from the rest of the world and it's dark and the days are short. That's kind of the winter season in some regards. Spring season is like the season of new life. Everything's starting to melt. Everything's starting to, you know, now we can get back to planting, get back to what we want to do and start something new. And summer is the season where everything grows and everything is warm and everything in some ways, uh, it feels like there's a little bit of a rest sometimes. And everything is great. It's sunny and beautiful. But then we go back to the season of fall. So, I mean, you guys understand this? You guys are looking at me like, hey, buddy, we, we know how the seasons work. Okay, I, I, I got it. But what, what I, what I, I want to relate it to, like, these are times and seasons of our life. These are, these are things that happen in our life. And there, are, there is that flow. And sometimes you may be in a particular spiritual season in your life that may feel like winter or fall or spring or summer. And you may be in like one of those things. And our hope is that we can be prepared. Because as we know, the seasons are predictable. We can almost mark them on the calendar. We can almost see, and the scripture gives us these pictures, they will come. You know, as, if we're even just looking at the trajectory of our entire life, you can kind of map it out. There will be seasons where, you know, we're kind of developing and growing. There's seasons where we're setting up kind of the course of our life. There's seasons where we're kind of in the middle of it. And there's seasons where things are winding down. And all of them are different. 
And all of them can have their struggles and difficulties. And so the seasons are predictable. And this is something that we want to we have in our mind throughout the whole series. But even though they're predictable, they can still be surprising. And they can still be harsh. And it can still be painful. Even though we know it's going to snow and be cold, when you walk outside and feel the air, it still startles you, right? And it's still something, even though you've experienced it many times before, it still stings a little bit, doesn't it? When you're in the middle of it, when you're right in the midst. And that's kind of, it's interesting, but that's kind of how human nature is in a way, that we can know something's coming, but still when we feel it in that moment, it still stinks and it still hurts. And so we can know that seasons are predictable, but they're but we can also know that they're still surprising. So um, we're going to like kind of take all of those things in mind as we enter into this conversation. And today we'll focus on fall. I want to continue to read in the book of Ecclesiastes here. Ecclesiastes 3, and it's, this is the verse I read before. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Does, it, does this make anybody want to like sing? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, we have a few people in that era. Um, I don't even know who did that song, but... Um, the Mamas and the Papas? Is that right? What is it? The Birds. Okay. Um, anybody want anybody to lead us in a song right now? Okay, all right. Um, but what beautiful words... And even haunting words in this portion of scripture right here. And I want, I, I want to be clear as to what the scripture is saying. The scripture is not in any way, in how I read it, delighting or like at the fact that there's going to be pain, turmoil, and difficulty. That's not what the scripture is saying here. It's not saying that like, hey, isn't this wonderful? You're going to face difficult times. But it's okay, you can endure it because you're going to face good times. That's not exactly what I think the scripture is trying to communicate here. What it's trying to communicate here is there are seasons. There will be times in your life where there is difficulty, 
There will be seasons in your life where there is joy. All of these seasons will exist. And here is fair warning. There will be time for all of these things in your life. There, you will experience all of these seasons of life in one way or another. So, what do we do with that? And it's not up on the screen, but the scripture continues and it says this. What does a worker gain for his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men to be happy and do good while they leave, that everyone may eat, drink, and find satisfaction in all his toils. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken uh, from it. God does it so that men will revere him. Pretty philosophical and pretty, you know, it's, it's written by Solomon, who's you know, considered very the wisest man on earth and wrote these proverbs and is kind of reflecting on life and, and has all of this incredible wealth and power in his time, but like really is kind of one of these people that is not satisfied with that and wants to understand what life is really about. And he's reflecting on the fact that there's, there's all these different things and seasons and times. And sometimes, you know, people can... Just simply enjoy the simple things of life. You know, just kind of like eating, drinking, and being, being happy. Having those kind of relationships and friendships. And there's other times where it's, where it's brutal. And it's misery. And so what is the point of it all? And in the end, he kind of says this, like almost, un, he leaves this as an unanswered question kind of in this time. Other than to say, but God still remains. That's it. And then God still is there. There's times that are good, times that are bad, and God is still there. How, how frustrating of like a statement, right? Like, can you, can you give us a little bit better answer than that? But that's, that's kind of how he leaves it in this particular passage. It's like, this is something that we all have to come to grips with. In it all, a time for good, a time for bad God is still there. God is present. God is still in control. You know, in this season of fall where it's like heavy coats in the morning, AC in the afternoon, back to heavy coats in the, you know, like at, at night, like this kind of weird thing, like the fall season. I know I, sometimes I go to bed with just the sheet and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold and I have to get blankets on like when you're in the middle of this kind of changing season it can feel pretty like volatile it can feel pretty weird and odd and fall let me just kind of reflect on on how I view the fall season in some regards in our life is it's getting colder and we can see it coming and you know what? There's times in your life where, like, you've been in this moment in time. Maybe you see that there's a change coming in your work. Like, like something is different than what it was before. You know, maybe I have memories and everything was working out great and everything. But it's different and something different is coming. 
It hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. Maybe it's a relationship thing. That there is the reality that there's a relationship change coming up in your life. A relationship loss that is coming up. And it's, you feel it coming. And it's like, it was this way, and now it's transitioning. And it's really hard because I, I want to go back to the summertime. I want to go back to the, all those times and those memories. And I want to go back there and I want to live there and I want time to just pause and freeze. But it's, it's not that way anymore. And, you know, as a parent, you have these moments all the time where you, you're looking at your kids and it's like, it's gone. You know, the little time when they were little and they were just cute and they were fun and innocent. It's gone. And it's going away very, very fast. And I want to go back to those times and we can only go back to pictures. And think about what it was like, but I'm not there anymore. And, and, you know, you're walking down this season and you're wanting to hold on to what was and time keeps going on and the calendar keeps flipping and you can't, you can't go back. And, and in some ways, that is one of the hardest times, okay? It's one of the hardest times when you're holding on and you're close to summer and you remember it vividly. You remember the good old days in a way, but it's, it's starting to turn. And the leaves are starting to fall and it's starting to go away, but it's not quite there yet. And you don't know exactly what it's going to be like. And, and that's, t- that's tough. And so, you know, it's... The color of fall is kind of yellow, right? It was green. Everything was alive. It's not brown or dead yet, but I can feel it on the way. Something's different. You know, there's this interesting portion of scripture, and I think every person in this life has a season of fall, has a fall season. Where something's changing, and we, we really will go through it multiple times in our life. And, and, it's, and in John chapter 21, the disciples go through this. And sometimes we don't realize it, but, but like place yourself in the emotion of what the people went through for the first time. Not just reading it and remembering back and knowing the end of the stories or anything like that. But imagine putting yourself in the shoes of the people that walked with Jesus. You, you know kind of the basic beats of the story. Is that Jesus came to earth and he went around and he had some close people, 12 in particular, that were like particularly called out and said, you're with me. For the next three years, you're going to walk with me. I'm going to teach you. We're going to be friends. We're going to live together. We're going to do all of this together. And can you imagine spending the entire day with Jesus for three years? You would see some stuff, right? You saw some stuff. And it was awesome. It was like, are you talking? I mean, we're talking about the summer of all summers, right? You're seeing stuff that has never been seen before. And you're walking with the creator of the universe in the presence of God, in relationship with God. 
And the disciples, early on, Jesus came to many of them who were fishermen, and he said, you know what? You are fishing right now. You're no longer going to do it. You're going to be a fisher of men. And he said, you're going to do something that is profound, that will impact the world in an amazing way. You're no longer going to spend your days going after fish just to make ends meet and just survive. You're going to do something that changes the course of human history. You're going you're to change the lives of human beings instead of just catching fish all day. And so that's his call. He says, you're going to be a fisher of men. And the disciples walk through this path. And Jesus talks about all kinds of different things. Some of them, he says sometimes, I'm going to die. And the disciples respond by like, it's summertime, bro. Stop. Stop talking about that. You know, like, forget that. This is summertime. Let's go get some more loaves and fish and let's, let's have a party and break it. Let's walk on water. Let's go heal people. Let's do all this stuff. It's summertime. And Jesus is saying to him over and over, if you read especially the Gospel of John, he says, there's a season that's going gonna, gonna to change. And it starts heightening. And all of a sudden, it starts getting a little cold. And the disciples start seeing things that they've never seen before. Like all kinds of people surrounding and the difficulty surrounding Jesus. And, and then Jesus is arrested. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this. And they flee. And, and Jesus dies. After that, we know the story. I hope I'm not ruining Easter 2019. But he raises from the dead. And they see him. And, and one of the first appearances that Jesus has, he has this encounter um, with, with Mary who came to the tomb. And she comes and she embraces Jesus And one of the things he says was really harsh. He says, don't cling to me. He said that to her. He was like, guess what? There's a change coming. The season of change is coming. I was here, but it's not going to be the same. Something is going to be different. So don't cling to me in this way. He wasn't trying to be mean. He was preparing her for the season of change. And we see the disciples that actually have these couple of encounters with the risen Christ. They see Jesus raised from the dead. They put their hands in, his, in the nail marks. They see him and they're like, wow, this is amazing. But they're, it's not like the way it used to be. They're not like walking around and hanging out. And what we see in John chapter 21 is some of the disciples are confused and they don't know what to do. In the season of fall, that's what happens. Is it's a time of confusion. It's a time of like uncertainty, like I don't know what's next. And it's not settled and it's unclear. And so the disciples go back to fishing. That's what it says in John 21. They go back to what they did before they met Jesus. And they start fishing. And they're like, I don't know what else to do. And they, they spend the whole night fishing, and I'm not going to read the whole story, but I'll kind of recap it. Is they spend the whole night fishing with no success, and the scripture tells us that Jesus shows up on the beach and tells them to cast their net on the other side. And they do, and they, they have this miraculous catch of fish. Over 150 fish come in, tear their nets, and they recognize and realize it's Jesus. You see, this is, this is, the, this is a weird 
like experience that these people have. They're in the middle of fall, but they have to realize that Jesus is still Jesus, right? They have to realize all of the experiences they had through the summertime, through that wonderful experience, all the miracles they saw, all the teaching they saw, all the life-changing experiences they saw, that was still real. And Jesus is still the God of the universe, and he rose from the dead. He is still that Jesus. But the time is different. So they pull in the catch of fish, and they have this little conversation with Jesus. He makes them breakfast. Um, it, supposedly, Jesus is excellent with making, like, fish tacos for breakfast or something like that. I have no idea what they made uh, with a catch of fish for breakfast. I don't have fish that often for breakfast. But they have breakfast, and they have this conversation, and Jesus just tells them, If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Go back and read the whole chapter on your own. But, but he says, he's saying this. What he's saying to them is this. There was a time three years ago where I told you, you're no longer going to be fishermen. You're going to fish for men. And then when they were in the season of fall, they were confused. And they kind of went back to what they knew. But then Jesus shows them, I am still Jesus. I am still God. Even if it's a different time, I'm still in control. Go and feed my sheep. Go and continue the work that I've been doing. Go and continue this mission on. And the disciples from that point forward, that's how the book of John concludes. The story picks back up in the book of Acts in the narrative of Scripture. And what they do is they boldly go and live out the work of Jesus and proclaim it to the ends of the earth. And the church grows and grows and grows in an amazing ways. So it's a, it's a hard time. And I don't want to gloss over this or rush over this. And like I said, we'll have conversations in coming weeks. But there very well could be that you right now are in a season of fall. Like a season where something is transitioning. Something is happening that is different. Can I just tell you, without trying to be like trite or minimize any of the pain or any of the like confusion that you're going through, God is still God. Okay? God is still God. And you're going to face this season of change. And it's going to be different. But God is still there beside you. Can, can, can you believe that? And don't just like all the things that have led up to this point and have brought you somewhere else in your life. It's going to continue on. It's going to be different. And it's probably going to be painful. But God is still God. And God still loves you in this season. Even when it's confusing. I don't know what the future necessarily holds. But God is still God, okay? And there will be seasons. And there might be a time of winter that is coming, but God is still God. I remember this really, really interesting conversation I had with my father, and I've shared it before. But something that really shaped me. My father is a pastor, and so you'd think, you know, uh, pastors are like talk a lot, right? Well, my father is kind of a little bit more of a, a, a passive 
uh, in that way as far as our relationship goes. He didn't like sit down with me every week and like preach a sermon to me. That's what my mom did. Okay. My mom was great at that. She would, my dad would preach on Sunday mornings, but at home he was kind of more relaxed and he was there and he was kind of steady, but it wasn't like a lot of, all right, son, let's sit down and have a talk. It was more mom saying, Tyler, get your act together. This is what, you know, and that's kind of how it went in my home. And so there wasn't many big speeches from my father. It was more of, he's, he's just life kind of told the story. And my mom was good with the speeches, okay? But I remember the day I went off to college. And my parents drove me down and unpacked my stuff, uh, got in the dorm room, and I was pretty excited. I was 10 hours away from my parents and I was going to be on my own. I was pretty independent. Even my, even my last couple of years of college, I had my own car, had my own job, all this stuff. So I was good. I, I, I was fine. No tears needed to be shed. I was okay. But I remember that day when my room was all set. My parents were going to go home the next morning. And I was saying goodbye to my parents, said goodbye to mom, and mom was giving speeches. She was, you know, you brush your teeth. No, no, I don't remember exactly what she said, but, you know, mom type of stuff. And she was, like, saying stuff, and she was, like, all that, and it was like that. And, you know, she was giving me a list of all these things to do. You better do your homework. We're paying for this college. You better, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember say, hugging mom and walking out and then saying bye, dad. And dad says, I'm going to walk out with you. And we walked to my car, and I was going to drive back to my dorm room, and this is the last kind of encounter in this way I was going to have with my father. And he just walked me to my car, and I said, Dad, I'll see you. Um, and he, said, he just looked at me, and he said this. He said, Tyler, I want to tell you something. He said, um, our relationship is never going to be the same. And he said, I love you. And I'm always here for you. But you're, you're not going to be living in my house anymore. And you're a grown man. But I want you to know it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> right? For a guy that doesn't give many speeches. But this was one that was clear that he thought it out a little bit. And when he was, and I was not, I was ready for no tears, no emotions, ready to go. But when I drove off, I, it like broke me down. It's like, what the heck are you talking about? That was the worst thing that you could possibly say in this moment. But it's it just something I reflected on for years after. He was saying like, you know what? You've grown up and you're doing good and you're going to be all right on your own. I'm here. He wasn't saying that I'm not here from you and yeah, the house is empty. We're good to go. That's not what he was saying. What he was saying is, is you're going to stand on your own two feet now and you're going to make the decisions for yourself and you're going to have to walk your own path and you're, you're a grown man now. And this is what's, what's coming before you. I'm here for you, but you're ready now. And it's different. That's hard, right? Isn't that painful? But that's maybe the season that we go through. Where it's not the same anymore. And we're walking into a new time in a new space. 
But God is there. I want you to pray with me, and this conversation has kind of just begun. But if right now you're in a season where it's like uncertain and times are changing and it's a difficult struggle, I, I want you to know that I'm sorry you're going through that. And, I, and we're here for you. We love you. But it may be different. That's the truth. And so let's take a moment right now just to pray and reflect. And be open to the fact that there's going to be change in our life. But God is still there. God, it is painful when a season comes to an end, when there's a transition, when there's uncertainty, when there's confusion. God, it's hard. And I know that you know that, God, but we don't know exactly how to deal with it. So God, I pray that everyone in this room would, would hear the words that the scripture tells us, that there is a time and a season for everything. That there will be change, there will be transition and difficulty and difference. But you are still there. And so, God, right now in this moment, help us not to get angry at you or run away from you because something is different than what it was before. But instead, God, I pray that we would, we would do the opposite, that we would run to you. God, in a world of seasons and in change, you are the rock. You are the constant. In the middle of all the transition and change that we're going to face, you remain and you are God. And so no matter what the weather is like, God, we pray that we would trust in that. And we would set that firmly in our hearts. God, be the rock that we can stand on when all else around us is changing. 